0: Hi, Joel Rothman from Cape Town, South Africa. Thanks for supporting insurance innovation in Africa. Keep up the great work.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome back to our podcast, Insurtech Business Series. I'm sure that you must have probably heard some of the activities we've carried out during you know this period. But we just completed our. Insurtech Business Series Conference, and it was a fantastic one. I mean, being the first of this kind in Nigeria, and um, we dare to say Africa, of course. We were able to bring together insurance incumbents and, um, you know, insurtech startups. And, you know, we were able to establish something beautiful, because if there was one thing that stood out for me, I mean, was the fact that our panelists lineup were from, I mean, around the globe, you know, and just not from Nigeria. So it was fantastic. It was really beautiful. And I don't know, because I mean, hearing what people have been saying in the industry about the entire event even makes me super happy. What do you think, more especially about our sponsors, our panelists and, you know, like the tone of the events? How exactly do you feel?
2: Yeah, I'm super excited uh, about uh, what we're able to achieve. Uh, So I want to say congratulations to you, first of all. Congratulations to us. (laughs) I want to say thank you to each and everyone who was part of the event, helping to plan and also attended on that day. Uh, So a -hmm. lot of people from different parts of the world attended and it was quite interesting and... We're still trying to put together at the moment. I mean, all of the talking points from the event, mm-hmm. uh, because our main aim is to gather all of, all of these uh, talking points and share with mm-hmm. the industry stakeholders and say, hey, this is the conversation that we had with the industry. This is what they are saying. This is how we think that we can, you know, improve penetration in the industry. This is how we think we can take this industry to the next level. Why not try this? Why not try that? And so I think that that's one way that I think that we can give value to an industry and uh, and continue to have meaningful conversations even amongst ourselves. Huge thanks again to our sponsors, Puracel, Axman. Yeah, of course, so amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for coming through. The the the, the conference is is available on YouTube. It's on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can always yeah. watch that again. And we we'll do well to share the link to that on the description of this episode. So you can watch again all that happened during the conference. Uh, it was a super, super, super interesting conversation from the beginning to the end. It was interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: So my take home really would be, I know that we mostly talked about, um, you know, insurance um, technology. Um, upskilling insurance you know processes and products you know and then we also talked about micro insurance <laughs> Richard left he <me> was himself <laughs> <in laughs> <stuff> on <laughs> <and> the <permanent laughs> he actually broke the fire <laughs> and as a matter of fact, Henry himself, they, they had, was no own back. <laughs> as in, they held nothing back. And um, I like the fact that, you know, they pointed out what exactly was going on in the Nigerian industry and Nigerian space. As, yeah. I mean, of course, it relates clean. But today, you know, one of the feedback we also got was the fact that while all of these digital disruptions are coming up, it's also important for people as much as possible to... You know ups, i mean there's, there's a need for upskilling yeah um some of the skills that we we'll probably have would be outdated yeah because i mean um you would also need people to operate machines you will need people to underwrite you would need people to play claims mm. so how exactly are we positioning ourselves for that you know disruptive future but that mm. technology future era of digitalization and that's where this conversation comes in today. You know, we're having an outstanding lady, a beautiful one at that, and um of course she is from she's from one of the top organizations which is um leadway assurance. Before I give out her name, perhaps mm-hmm. Damola have been beautiful to say about <laughs> her as well.
2: We have this project that we're running, mm-hmm. Egg Business Series, Women in Insurance Project, and mm-hmm. I mean the main idea behind the project is to engage female professionals in the industry, you know, to talk about you know their their strengths, talk about their achievements, uh, talk about mm-hmm. what women can bring to the industry and the opportunities mm-hmm. that are there. So we had a conversation with Kumbi Adelty, who is Adelti. divisional director of HR at Lidway Assurance Company Limited. Uh, I mean, like you said, it's, Lidway is one of the leading insurance companies in Nigeria at the moment. And I mean, it was important that we spoke with her, you know, because uh, for Leadway Assurance, I mean, over the years, even recently, uh, they were uh, given an award as one of the best places to work in Nigeria, especially in the insurance space. Uh, uh, when you're looking at even mid-sized um, uh, organizations. And, and so it's interesting that uh, we had that conversation and we definitely want to share that with you because, I mean, just to pick our minds on how we're able to achieve all of these things um, where uh, technology can play in the HR space and, you know, mm-hmm. the interwovenness, you know, so to say, of, of in- insurance and HR, you know, and you know, just experience in the H and in the uh, insurance industry generally, and, and what we need to improve on and grow on, and what we begin to see, you know, going forward. So, so yeah, it, it was it was quite interesting that we had that conversation.
1: Yeah. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after the short break.
2: pleased to have kumbi adelti welcome
0: ma. welcome thank you very much i'm glad welcome. to be with you at that time thank great.
2: you great uh, welcome we are yeah. happy to we're happy, happy to, to have in. you into it right now can you tell us a bit about yourself and really what motivates kumbi adelti
0: i have over 20 years of experience i've worked in consulting firms My longest years in my career life was spent in the telecoms industry. And that was really exciting um, because I worked for big organizations that had transformational projects that were cross-border. And that exposed me to diversity in every form that you could imagine. I got involved in a lot of projects that expanded not just my knowledge, horizon perception and what you would say approach to life as it were and um, Mm. from telecoms industry I did it in the banking industry and then for a while like i mentioned earlier i did some private consulting before i came in into insurance uh, for once i never thought i would be in the insurance industry but i've had mm-hmm. the past four years has been super exciting years in my life what motivates me uh, so the totality of my life, I'm a Christian. I make no apologies for it because uh, for me, it's a lifestyle. It is who I am. I don't deny it. My, I see myself having, having looked intuitively that what am I blessed with? I'm not walking the surface of the earth as just a piece of furniture that is being decorative. You are here for a purpose Mm. and and you must understand that purpose and it, it just gives you joy. So for me, what motivates me is to build. I see myself as that bridge that connects the individual to their own life purposes by empowering them. For the organization, I see myself as that bridge that connects the organization to the people who will then be empowered to deliver the purpose of the organization so whether to the individual whether to the organization or anyone that i come in contact with my life my drive my motivation is i should not come in contact with anybody and i leave you the same way i met you something should give mm. something should make you better and that's the way we are wired as human beings when you come in contact with people they they don't leave you exactly the same they either leave you worse off or they make you better there's really no in between and so for mm. me it's about how do I impact life one person at a time making a difference brightening their thinking their horizon and their capability to do more just just to to know that inside of everyone there's a hidden treasure they can be more they can Mm. do more and so i bring to four uh that drive for me is to to see is is to build and make, make make the next person better and
2: This is me. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Adebo Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsurTech Business Series and stay updated.
1: Interesting one that you actually said, really. And um, I mean, there's really no apology for your faith. It's it's. It's interesting to know that you know people are as they live through that faith, and and it's good that it's. I mean, radiates around you. We can feel it. I can. I don't know about Jamalade. But um, okay, so in the aspect of one of the things that you mentioned, you said you like to impact people. And yes. you know, even if it is one person at a time, I know that um, we've had um, discussions around human capital management in the industry, and there has been argument about how um, a lot of HR personnels are just carrying out personnel management rather than, you know, the human capital management that it is. Um, and I'm coming from the point where you've had uh, a lot of instances where Say, for instance, you have, um, um, you know that clearly the person who had heard had been a senior staff, but um, judging by the fact that um, if this person has management backing, the um junior staff suffers the suffers the brunt basically what do you think you can say to that judging by the kind of thing that motivates you at at what point do you call a a speed and at at what point do you move away from personnel management to actual human capital management
0: okay (laughs) interesting that you've asked um i would say today so maybe years back, it was personnel management. Today, it's changing. And it's not just about Cumbia DLT. Uh, there, there are a number of us who are deliberate about this profession and putting out their work professionalism around human resources, human capital management is all about okay. every organization has a soul and a spirit. The people who are there as also have soul and spirit. We are human beings, we emote. I can mm-hmm. power a computer, it comes on and it does whatever command I give to it. But whilst I'm talking right now, I don't know what's going on inside of Damola. I don't know what's going on inside of you. But for me to get the best of you at every point in time, I must connect to you. And so the role of the the, the human capital person is first and foremost, understanding the direction of the business understanding what needs to be done what needs what where are we going why are we here and then as a human capital person you have to then know what kind of people do i require what do i have here to make this happen and remember we can't take the people on board if there's no if, if there wasn't a business in the first instance so you will always have to put on the business cap you will always have to think the people be the employee advocate because we emote we i must then um people don't wake up and suddenly want to misbehave nobody comes with the motive that i'm going to misbehave today there must be underlying reasons for it So, my role is to understand why that is happening and then be able to know how to make corrective actions. But Mm. it is important that I'm a person of integrity because that is what matters. Only then will the business listen to me. Only then will the person at the lower rank listen to me because they know that whatever I say at any point in time, I speak to the truth.
2: Mm, mm. You mentioned uh, a few things. I mean... (laughs) And I have like two questions, but let me take this first. Uh, Please go ahead. Uh,
0: ask. Ask anything <laughs> you want to ask.
2: Don't worry. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned as a professional uh, looking at the company and what the direction is for that company. Right. And yes, beginning the year, they, they were, they, there was a direction. I mean, look, talking about 2020, but, you know, yes. COVID-19 happened, you know, mm-hmm. so. I mean, a lot of thoughts about here, yeah, new reality, this, that. What's that new reality uh, when it comes to Leadway Assurance, where you work right now?
0: Okay, thank you. You know, at this point, I really must commend my executive directors. I must commend my MD. I must commend the board of directors of Leadway. Yes, it may be a new reality. I would say for Leadway, we're celebrating 50 years, by the way, and we say we're 50 and fluid. And that's a big deal. That tells you a whole lot about our organization that we may have been here for long, but we are dynamic and we Mm. are choosing to be agile with the times and to that extent over the past three years we have actually have been looking out and uh, one of our strategies is digitization and you know that digitization it's not just about technology about the way you do business enhanced by technology and that Mm. encompasses our practices our processes and our attitude actually to all of the totalities that I have listed so as an organization we've actually been doing a lot towards digitization before now and there were elements where we had some mode of flexibility to how we work however what i would say is change does happen it does not give notice but as an organization where we prepared yes to the extent that we already had elements in our strategic orientation and we were already working towards it. So when COVID happened, what it did to us in our organization is to accelerate that pace Mm. at which we were moving. And so within the announcements of shutdown. My organization had effectively kitted employees with modems, with um, systems. Uh, because before now, we were already uh, over 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 seventy um, percent of our workforce were already on laptops, so it wasn't new. We made it easier to be able to walk anywhere. We had applications. We were already using Microsoft um, Suite, uh, which included Teams. We have Cisco networks. Uh, so prior to now, um, I recall two two years ago, I was outside the country and I was already um holding i I held all my meetings i ran my day regularly as if i was on ground so Mm. video conferencing remote working and particularly my executives they do this it's the norm because they have to be on the go to make things happen for the business and you need to still be able to connect back home so what did what happened then was to the larger uh workforce to accelerate this so we didn't have to wait we had our team working from home we had systems to support and the organization provided all the required tools to make this happen but of course um we are human beings and uh, the the fact that it has been eased down we have infrastructures in place you know, uh, you are just making fun now that, oh, uh, see, this is Nigeria. We may do with what we have. <laughs> there are times that the network would fail completely and staff mm-hmm. would have issues connecting from home. So we have a, a middle ground today where some are working from home, some are working from the office, and we have remote offices because we also made arrangements for that. Where is the nearest Leadway office to you? Working with your laptop, if you're having issues, because our modems are also on; they are connected to VPN that connects you direct to the office. And so if you're having any challenge with any of your tools, move to the nearest office. We've also um, made the offices such that they are for lack of another word, COVID compliant. So that enables your staff safety to be able to work either from home or from wherever they So as of today, we work on rotational plants and um, things are moving on.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Weller Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare, Using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsureTech Business Series where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Weller Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. A lot of these things that you that you mentioned that, so for example, that leadway has put in place that are even before now but i'm sure that i mean being that you started this journey of digitalization before now a lot of things that you had tried before would have been validated right. a lot of things this uh new way of working is something that we are not quite used to i, I would leave uh, the 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 question about you know the skill requirement, maybe to 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 follow me, but I'm quite concerned about the insurance industry, you know, especially in Nigeria. You know, it's not an attractive industry to work with when you talk about, you know, uh, the millennials and the Gen Z. Uh, I'm a millennial, you know, so uh, and it's not it's not attractive compared to the banking sector, you know, or the fintech sector, you know, and things like that. So, how do you think the industry can? You know, attract this generation, especially looking at the fact that these are the groups that are quite keen on digital. And it's, I mean, you mentioned uh, earlier about you know attracting the right people. These are people that are more keen on digital skills. Have these skills are more. That, that's the reality that they know. They never grew up with analog phones, um, or, um wired phones. You know, wireless phones is the reality. You know? so how how does the industry attract? Talents from these uh, generations.
0: Okay. And you know, I I can relate very well to what you say. I recall some time ago, I mean, I, I, this was uh, about three years back now, and a young man came for an interview and was, oh, I don't know, the insurance companies, uh, the insurance industry, I, I don't want to become old all of a sudden and I laughed <laughs> you know <laughs> i had a good laugh let me pick it up even from the point where we left up before this question on how uh, on adaptation of the industry in itself so for example mm. our brokers what, what what should we have done a number have offices they don't have all these tools you know so it meant that as an organization Part of digitization, remember I said, it's not just about having tools. It's about looking at the Mm. attitude, rethinking the way we do business and then using technology Mm. to enable. And that Mm. meant that if we were to be able to get our brokers, which we need strongly Mm. to make business work, they don't have those tools. How do we make it work? So it starts from that even level of thinking, even before you start talking about the millennials. It meant that we had to get them to do... Even if it meant spending money on WhatsApp calls as basic. Mm. And then teaching them how to upload documents on WhatsApp. And then sending it as email from their phones. How to use your phone. You have a smartphone, but you don't even know that the smartphone can scan for you. Mm. So Mm -hmm. it meant engagement at a different level Mm. and it's Mm. the same thing with millennials uh we've been deliberate for example as an organization by creating different tracks to attract you must build a pipeline and there today the people who are senior in 10-15 years i mean at some point you will retire who are you going to leave the organization for so as a business person you must be thinking the pipeline business continuity and mm. to do that you must understand what attracts this generation so it also starts from our regulator and everybody knows it now everybody sees it it is either you change or you are left behind you would note that NICOM launch the platform to bring everybody together. Why? Because we all recognize this. And so you can begin to see that there is the move, there is the intention. And when you look at most of the entrants into, uh, or the the leaders in the insurance industry, nobody's sitting on their oars anymore. Everyone realizes that, what does the customer want? That's the first question. Mm-hmm. Convenience in the yeah. product, simple products to use, absolute convenience. I don't want to walk into your office. Today, if I need to do my banking, I log on on the on the banking platform. I can transfer. I can open an account. Mm. Before now, you were told mm-hmm. you couldn't open an account until you come in. I mean, if it was my own days, you had to go and queue back then at Union Bank. And wait (laughs) for hours. And remember, you would say you need a passbook. I'm not sure your generation Mm. Mm. (laughs) understands. You you would need a passbook, and then you can't even withdraw without. But today, in fact, we've moved. I, I, I have accounts that I don't have checkbooks for. I don't Mm. need them. I can do my transfer anywhere, anytime i can totally you can go to atms today and it's cashless the same thing has to happen remember that if the insurance industry is what it is it's a huge driver for the economy and everybody has come to that realization besides we can't walk in an isolated world the millennials the zillennials if they are not working with you they are your future customers what do they want
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: And you must be able to follow that trend. So it's too prompt. As a nature practitioner, I'm thinking, how am I going to make this organization a place for these future people to thrive? For uh-huh. example, oh, I want a crutch. I want flexible hours. I want to be uh-huh. on projects. Those are things that are evolving. I have like four generations in my organization and I must be able to harmonize what Mm. the wants and the needs are to effectively deliver Mm. for the business. And so you will see AXA. AXA is out there advertising the platform look at what you can do with motor insurance today we're talking about um, mm. insurance we're talking about telemedicine it's evolving mm-hmm. so the companies too mm. cannot stay because we've got to attract the future who are going to come whether our staff or as clients we've got to make it happen and that move is happening already okay okay i
1: i kind of like the fact that you mentioned two words that's going to lead me to my next question which is evolving and you know attracting the next generation and i know that you know with all of these technology disruptions and everything yeah human capital management is changing Yes. And um you know, having conversations with people in that in that space, it tends to tell you that is moving to a point where now you have to carry data analysis to to get the right fit for the job. And so, you know, rather than um, um rather than having how many years of experience is going to move to performance. So how exactly can you fit into this particular role? What have you done, and all of that? How how do you think that Leadway is actually preparing to enter that particular space where you are able to man, you are able to monitor performance, you are able to select the right fit? I know there are sometimes um, where um, even capital errors are done, where you hire a mid-fit for a job role because of you um, because of the number of certifications and um, years of experience, but I the end of the day they don't exactly fit into what you wanted them to do that's in terms of performance so how is leap positioning themselves for this change in human capital management and performance with data analysis
0: i hope i don't sound like i'm boasting recall no.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> recall that um like i said kudos to my bosses who buy in so into the vision who we'll see it, who we'll understand it, and who we'll invest in it? Um, mm. I recall holding a conversation, and someone asked me, "What HR application are you using?" And I said Oracle. The person said, "What? <laughs> you guys invested that much?" I said, "Yes, because we care about our people. <laughs> we know what we are doing. We know where we are going, and we need to have what we will enable us get there." So we're not just starting that journey. We are on that journey. In HR today, in Leadway, we actually have HRIS as a department. We understand Mm. it. The business doesn't want you to come and talk today about, oh, my people are feeling bad. Oh, the people don't have enough money. Oh, uh... It just doesn't feel nice. You must have the hardcore data to back off anything, talk in numbers and numbers back to the bottom line. And the only way you mm. can do that is you had better get analytics right. Mm. And one of the things that has also enabled us in that space is utilization of competency frameworks. What is this role? Mm. What does success mean in this role? What skill sets mm. are required to drive this role? And at what level should those skill sets be? And when you look at it, and you see competency, you are talking about the technicals. You are talking about the behavioural, and of course, you are looking at um, the totality, the leadership enablement that is required at that level. So, to 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 that extent, you avoid what is called in HR world pure, previously unidentified recruitment error so yes you may have certifications those things may be how would you say it they may be like a stamp to say oh i'm a subject matter in this area but the way we structured, mm-hmm. right from the point of attraction because we look at the entire value chain in hr it's absolutely important and there are measurements along that entire value chain who do we want to attract where do we get them how do we ensure that if they are a fit what's Technically and culturally, to what will drive our organisation? Where do we have alignment? And in the in the process of doing all of this, so assessments are done. There are behavioural assessments, there are technical assessments. um, There there are a huge number of them that are brought into play and utilised till we get to the point where we can say yes, we have the person we require for the role and there are processes in-house that continually measures what you do that enables you to focus and there are support systems and we then continually analyze and provide data to support your growth within the organization
1: yeah but it also goes to show that there are some things you will look out for in you know, um, insurance professionals in Nigeria. Yeah. And at the moment now that a, a lot of things are pushing for digitization, we are pushing for technology, we are pushing for, I know that um, at, um, for those of us that did or that that we've done MCIN, we know that um, as at the time we wrote, the syllabuses had expired or they were, I mean, they were outdated You have as far back as 2004, you have as far back as 1998, and a lot of that. And right now, what was applicable then? Longer change applicable now. Uh, I mean, no longer applies to what? Yes. So, what would you say that an insurance professional should be learning in Nigeria right now, when I mean, aside from TIN and all of that, what, what would you say would position us for a better or a digitized insurance tomorrow? Hmm.
0: An interesting question that you've asked. One thing that is vital. Is collaboration across um, borders. How do I mean? Okay. Um, as a professional, you don't. Uh, y- y- you know that proverb that talks about the one-eyed uh, The one-eyed man. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. So you begin to think you know it all and you are all uh. built all. Today, we're seeing, even. I mean, thank God for technology, thank God for globalization. We are beginning to see what other people are doing with insurance outside of Nigeria. You've seen how Internet of Things, yes, connects everything, all your gadgets that are insured, And when there's an instance, you get a notification, your insurance company gets a notification. So if we're still using curriculum we used 20 years ago, I'm not even sure all the technicalities that you, you, you require, for example, in underwriting that kind of insurance would make sense today. Mm -hmm. because the circumstances have changed and you can't underwrite like you rightly noted the same way you were on the road 20, 30 years back you've got to look at the context Mm -hmm. all over again and so that's what takes me to that cross-border interaction and collaboration what are our counterparts who are ahead of us what are they doing CIN UK for example I'm fully aware the curriculum is up to date at what point are we see, seeking for synchronization? At what point are we seeking for accreditation of our programs? At what point are we asking for continuous um, um, MCPE? So if you are in HR space, for example, that happens. If you are an accountant, can requires that you have to show that you are continuously developing yourself and you're right. Um, so you, you, what you said was, look, I've, I have the certificate and that's the end of it. Except um, CIIFM, uh, Dr. Yesideo Yetayo is saying, oh, come for this course to come and do. There must be a mm. recertification process that is a true test of skill set, not paper.
2: Mm. Okay. Mm. I think that for CIN and CIFM, they're working on, I think, I mean, they've updated the syllabus now. And I mean, I know that that would go a long way. Uh, how well, again, as an industry and then as players in, each, in, in in industry individually, we embrace technology, not only in our processes, but also in what we, we learn and what we teach the professionals is another thing. So, but uh, moving away from that, so Leadway, right? So, so we are in the decade of action when it comes to the United Nations um, SDGs, you know, and gender equality is goal five. What are some of the wins in this regard from your time with Leadway? Not as long as your telecoms industry experience, but I mean, so far. <laughs> uh what are some of some what are some of the the, the wins that you have seen you know with leadway and maybe in the industry you know what are and what, and what are the opportunities that still are, are there for us
0: thank you <laughs> uh, interestingly I think about uh, just about a week or two weeks ago my executive director Adetola Adebayi was still speaking to this and uh, a program that was organized globally as well um I must commend Leadway. So there has been deliberate effort in the past four years to get women into leadership position. Um, at management level, once upon a time, yes, it was Miss Ali Toladegbaye, but today um, we can confidently say that that ratio has increased uh, Drastically, we have a lot more women, myself being one of them. Our associate director for internal control and taxes, for example, is a woman. Our operations director in general business is a woman. Our chief enterprise risk management uh, is a woman. I can go on. So there has been deliberate effort by Leadway. We don't, we are not gender biased. The issue of pay gap doesn't occur. And that is because we pay based on skill set, not on how you look, how tall, how dark, what race you belong. No, that doesn't um exist so there has been deliberate effort at their opportunities yes my organization for example we are very deliberate in engaging or uh, with associations that drive women empowerment win bees is one of them we partake with support uh, it's it's absolutely deliberate Um, Internally, we have groups that are focused on how do we do it better? How do we lend voice to the female child? And also in our CSRs to outside of the organization, we also do this. Uh, There are schools that we have adopted that we focus on empowering the girl child. Uh, A lot of programs around insurance and focused also on the girl child because... um, Sometime last year I, I had attended a Mackenzie Forum and one of the report it was very deliberate that Uh, If you are not focused on the female gender and inclusion and at management level, you may also be losing up to the ratio of five times of what your organization can make because of what women bring to the fore. Uh, This report is out there. It's public. And so that has never been an issue, at least as far as I know, with uh, Leadway. We are deliberate. We continue to put efforts around it. It was also, as as I mentioned earlier, that we, when we were looking at all all the studies we had done internally to support, it it was one of the key drivers for having a crash in the business because we realized that um, if you create the right support system for women, the loyalty, the dedication, the commitment, and the there's this thing of wanting to get it right the first time. Uh, and the, the, the power of intuition that a woman brings to the business, it's immeasurable. Mm. So, yes, the opportunities mm. abound. We, can, we, we will continue to focus on how to create circles of influence that would uh, drive this gender equality
2: right so uh thank you thank you very much for that and i mean i'm happy to hear that and we also in our part we we actually have a project that we we started off um earlier earlier than now and uh, basically to to promote and engage conversations with uh, female professionals in in the industry you yeah. in uh, nigeria in africa and just to have them share their experiences, share their um, uh, what still. You know, I mean, the opportunities like 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 like, like we asked, uh, and what are some of the wins that we are beginning to see in the industry? Because I mean, if you look at it, uh, we are we are seeing a lot more uh, female managing directors in the industry, right? Yes. And we are seeing a lot more females uh, with CIFM with CIN. The new DG is is female. Yes. Sadeo Mizer is coming in as, as MD for Allianz, Nigeria. And so, some of these things are there. But I mean, like we said, opportunities still remain. We're still looking at um icon position, composition there. You know, so, but, I mean, it's important that we have some of those conversations because, like you rightly mentioned, uh, there's opportunities there are things that the woman can help even the organization to achieve and so thank you very much again for that but well, since we have you here as uh, you know 20 plus years doing this uh, hr business we know that there are a lot of people that are listening to us that uh maybe they want to change jobs they are, they are, they, are, they are, maybe as they're listening to this uh, podcast they're going for an interview you know so want to ask a few interview questions and just help us here you know yes. help us
1: <laughs> so. or too. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's right fine. great
2: so that's thank you fine. number one do recruiters check my posts presence on social media maybe linkedin twitter instagram
0: okay truth is they do Especially if it's a situation where you are headhunting for an organization. The recruiter's integrity is also on the line. They want to know, who am I presenting? And it also depends on the level at which you are for for this to occur. I, I give you an instance i i would always say to any applicant the internet never forgets Mm. be careful what you put there because there are times that again it could be a function of the season of life that you're in some have displayed a lot of youthful exuberance and put things up that they just never bothered to go back Mm. and pull down the world of work today has so evolved it is so global and you unconsciously become the brand that the people see mm. because anywhere you are you represent the company so if i am a recruiter I'm being careful who I'm giving to the organization because in the end, people will interact with that person. So there are times that, I, I give you an instance, when I show up at an event, people don't call me by name, they call me Leadway. <laughs> and you know how your friend would laugh, ah, Leadway want to deal, <laughs> you know, I mean, Leadway is here, but I am, I, I am staff. <laughs> But I have become synonymous to the brand. And so to that extent, it requires caution what you do. I'm not saying don't be yourself, but please be yourself in a positive way. Two, three months ago, there was the story of a lady that was being appointed as a minister, I think, uh, in Kenya. And then some other people went to unearth what she had written about the parks, about all on some stuff that were a bit um, quite negative. She was removed. And it was just because of what was on social media Mm presses. So I'll just say, uh, please, let's apply some bit of Mm caution when we do whatever we do on social media.
2: Okay, right. Yeah, so should my CV really be just one page? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so again, this is also a function of the level that you are in, but as much as possible at at please where you can make it one page but not more than two. Okay. At the max, especially if you are at the I mean at entry level, what have you done? <laughs> and so please focus more on your achievement. Uh, Your achievement pertains your potential and what you can do. So anybody who's going to interview you is going to ask, what have you done before? Don't go put in the job description of your last role. The person advertising already provided the job description, what they want you to do. Mm. You say how you have done it before, and how you can replicate success. Mm.
2: All right, that's all that we can take. So, thank you very, very much. We thank have you. really enjoyed this conversation with the amazing Combi Adeoti. Really appreciate the time.
0: Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed every bit of it, and I appreciate your having me. Thank you. Great work you guys are doing. And um, in every way, we will continue to watch what you do so that we will have an educated public uh, on insurance. Thank you very much. Hi, Joel Rothman from Cape Town, South Africa. Thanks for supporting Insurance Innovation in Africa. Keep up the great work.
3: Hi, and welcome to the news update. My name is Damilola, and here are the headlines. Five companies get insurance and reinsurance operational license. NICOM grants insurance operators' microinsurance operations window. Stakeholders seek collaboration to deepen market penetration. Now, the details. Five companies get insurance and reinsurance operational license. The industry regulator, the National Insurance Commission, NICOM, issued five operational licenses to four insurance companies and one reinsurance company on the 27th of November, 2020. The newly licensed insurance and reinsurance companies are Hairs Insurance General, Hairs Insurance Life, Stambik IBTC Insurance Limited, Enterprise Life Ass- Assurance Company Nigeria Limited, And FBF's Reinsurance Limited, bringing the total number of insurance companies in Nigeria to 59 insurers and four reinsurers. NICOM grants insurance operators microinsurance operations window. The insurance regulator, NICOM, has granted conventional insurance companies microinsurance operations window in the effort to deepen penetration and support financial inclusion. This was contained in a circular issued by the Commission on Tuesday, the 1st of December 2020, to all insurance companies with the theme Circular on Microinsurance Window Operations for Insurance Companies in Nigeria. And this takes effect from December the 1st, 2020. Stakeholders seek collaboration to deepen market penetration. In order to deepen insurance market penetration, the industry stakeholders have requested the active collaboration of the media to increase awareness about insurance products and services within the country. The Chairman, Governing Council of Insurance Industry Consultative Council, Mufotal Oyegunle, at the media retreat on 2nd of December 2020, identified journalists as critical stakeholders in the insurance industry and called for more support from the media to increase the industry's penetration through awareness. That is all we have on the news update. Do stay tuned.
2: Hi, welcome back. That was Kumbi adulty divisional director hr at Libre assurance company limited i I like the way we ended it uh, with the interview questions
1: so i like the fact that um i mean when you see someone who is actually excited about what the organization is probably doing you know that okay Um, as much as possible they are looking at um, their forward thinking I remember when we had the initial interview with uh, Mr. I, D- uh, know,
3: we talked about,
2: be,
1: yeah. um, you know, digital disruptions in their own space, what they've been doing in terms of IT um, implementations and all of that. You know, coming to hear from what their HR um, person is also saying about how far they've gone with HR, it's what stood out for me. So it makes you see that, okay, um, we're probably not, we've not been having this conversation for you know, um, talking sake basically. There are people that are taking steps and they are implementing most of these things in the organization. When she talked about the whole process of data analysis for their performance review, for their KPIs and all of that, I mean, it was just important to see how they are able to unnurse the opportunities and technology to carry out most of this function. Mm. And you know, while she was talking, I can remember that I had um I have a friend who during the whole corona period was able to resign within that period. And you know, um the whole process of handing over and everything was seamless. Mm. And that's because they probably have all of these things in place for you to actually have that, you know, smooth transition or, you know, smooth um, Exit, um, resignation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was it, it was actually one of the things that, you know, stood out for me. Then also talking about, you know, interview and some of those things that um, graduates or even professionals in the industry need to understand is one important thing because, One of the issues that they were claimed to be our employment, um, that has increased unemployment rates in Nigeria, is the fact that people are not employable. And so, you know, bringing all of those snipers into it as to what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to go about it, also stood out for me. And I I think it's actually very important that people listen to this. I I trust that there will be one or two things that, I mean, um, listeners can actually pick out of these two. Take home or yeah. implement in your various So for me, that was it, and, yeah. and I'm happy that we had this conversation at this at this time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, uh, she also mentioned how they are dealing with you know attracting the younger generation as well. I mean, she mm-hmm. mentioned uh, that she has like, about four generations in the organization, and she has to be able to balance the wants and needs of each generation, and like, you know for them to. To to be successful and have a a, a good uh, rapport amongst them, and, and it's also interesting to is to hear about you know the strides that the, the company is, is making again in the place of um, women and and you know having a lot more women in leading positions within the company. And want to say thank you to Kumbia Dotti again. I really thank appreciate, you. really do appreciate your time. So, this episode is the penultimate episode for 2020. Uh, it's been an exciting uh, time in 2020. Uh, we started off yes. the podcast in 2020. Uh, so, and uh, thanks to Rob Garbris. Yeah, thanks to Rob Garbris. I think we need to celebrate Rob a lot more.
1: Yes. Uh, because, yes. Shout out to Rob Garbris. Yes. Thank you very <laughs> much. I miss the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, you gave us your time. So yeah. this is like a shout out to
2: you. He <laughs> gave us a springboard to, to what we're we're doing today. The final episode for 2020 is going to be one that's featuring another woman, uh, but now not in Nigeria, but in Kenya. Uh, she's uh, Gehanna Bass. She's doing something yes. amazing in the, in, in the insurance space there in Kenya. Uh, you know, when you look at the insurance space in Africa, I mean, you talk about Kenya, you talk about South Africa. You know, when you talk about Nigeria, and Ghana, and you know, Kenya is is up there. You know, and so he's doing a lot of stuff in the in that space, and we look forward to sharing that conversation as well. You know, with you, and and it's it's, it's just perfect that it's is last episode for 2020, and we definitely don't want to miss that, and we, we're looking forward to 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 even a, a more fruitful 2021 like i said during the conference the ibs conference uh, a lot of the things that we're doing is i mean we're taking steps yes but the whole thing is a marathon right and so
1: exactly and and we'll be introducing like new things along the line so yes i would say that most of us should watch out yeah. yes
2: yes yes so, thank you very much thank you for listening uh, do stay safe
1: and enjoy the rest of your Bye.